Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bear Money. My name is Ryan Burklow. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to build out your own personal financial plan. I think this the, today's conversation is, I think it's vital for a lot of Americans because I think many Americans want to establish a financial plan. They just don't know where to begin or quite frankly, maybe don't know how, or maybe they're scared to even begin because of the, they don't want to know how they actually look. Yeah. I, I can tell you from experience of having done this for 20 odd years that like, that is one of the most frequent comments that I get is like, Hey, wow, you made this really like not painful to like shine a light on stuff that I didn't want to light shined on. Yeah. And you know, that's the whole reason we started this podcast, right. Is, is to make it more enjoyable and not as such probably a, a pain in the butt process that most people think it might be. And like anything else in life, how are you supposed to get where you want to go without some sense of a blueprint or plan? Blind luck. Well, or hope, right? We made the joke the other day, we crush hope, right? Because hope doesn't get you anywhere. I, right. I get that you need hope in the background, but you have to take the, the action steps, right? To, to get there. Hope doesn't solve it. Yeah. It has to be more than a wing and a prayer, right? Exactly. So for those of you listening and this has caught your attention, I want you to, if you're in the car, like, I guess you can listen to it, but I don't, I don't know that this is going to be all that valuable until you click in the show notes and download the PDF file that we've got for you that will take you through what we're going to talk into. It's a step-by-step process for you, and we're going to give you some of the details behind it so that you can build out that plan. So make sure you download the 10 steps to building your own financial plan document before continuing to listen. And this is not an episode that should be done in the car because you're going to want to fill that out as we walk through it with you. Absolutely. But before we dive into this, Alex, what are we drinking today? Uh, Today, we're drinking Ski Patrol. Uh, It is also from Drew Brew. It is a German-style dark ale. Uh, Clocks in at 4.8. Um, and only has 26 IBUs. Yeah, so I called the, the name caught my caught my attention when I was up at Drew Brew and just ski patrol, right? Like I'm skiing. That's that sounded good. And so um, now, what I didn't realize when I grabbed it was what type of beer it was. Uh, this isn't something I would normally grab. Um, so, what are your thoughts, Alex? I dark ale is not the first place I go. I do like German style beers. Um, this is definitely one of the better dark ales that i've had um it's it like it's different than maybe a a typical dark ale in that like it's super easy to drink um it's approachable it's not gonna like i tend to think of like a lot of dark ales kind of almost punching you in the mouth a little bit with alcohol flavor um and this doesn't really do that so i i like as far as a representation of the style. I really like this. I'd give it an eight out of 10 uh, bottle caps on like the style Um, in terms of like overall, probably more like a five, Um, mostly just because it's not my style. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing, right? Like it's definitely not your punch in the mouth, you know, with the 4.8 alcohol that kind of leads you to, you know, to 
to not think it's going to punch you in the mouth. It's got a bit of a sweetness to it, and I'm not the biggest fan of sweetness in in my beverages. Um, but if I were to give it a bottle cap rating, which I will, it's a five out of ten uh, in my book. But definitely, it's definitely more approachable than other dark lagers for sure. All right, so let's get into this here. So, you know, for those of you continuing to listen today, right? So, I want you to think about what a financial plan could possibly do for you, right? And so who who is a financial plan for? Well, the way that we're going to speak into this, this is for someone that is wanting to get a little bit more organized with their finances and wanting to begin to set up just kind of a basic plan, right? For those of you who've got more intricacies, right? RSUs, and a lot more stuff inside of your financial picture, this is just the basics. So this is not going to be the full overall plan incorporating of everything, but it, it gets you started in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be a good place to start if you haven't started before. Um, if you are a little bit more complex, you're a little bit further up the ladder. Um, highly recommend finding somebody who you can sit down with and go through something that is truly customized to you where you get an interactive experience because you're going to get a lot more out of that in terms of uh, you know, making sure that the advice is tailored to your specific situation. And the, the other two factors I'd say we, we will probably speak into is, you know, this is for really people that are probably married with children uh, and then tends to be in the tech industry. Although if you're not in the tech industry, I think this would still be very beneficial because we are keeping this at a very uh, basic planning. We're not going to bring in the stock option to, into this planning for, for today, at least. Why have a plan? We started speaking in, speak into this, right, Alex, at the, at the beginning of this, this episode, and it's how are you supposed to know where you want to go if you don't even know where you're at? Yeah. I mean, the, the first thing is identifying where you are currently. And then the second step is understanding where you want to go, because then we can start to plot a map to get you from point A to point B and talk about all the things that may knock you off of that path of going from A to B and making sure that we're, we've got everything in our backpack that we need for that journey, that hike, that, that, uh, that travel to make sure that we're able to deal with whatever life throws at us, because we know that there are going to be some amount of curveballs thrown at us. We don't know when they're coming and we don't know what they are. So we need to make sure that we're proactively being able to address them ahead of time. And having those steps to accomplish some of your goals, right? Like some of the goals I'm guessing for people that are listening to this and and looking to build out their first financial plan, I think it's really like one of the goals might be, let me get organized financially, might be a goal. How much money should I have in my emergency fund? How do I attack the debt that I've got? How much money should I be, be putting in my retirement plans or, you know, really kind of basic type of questions and not basic from the standpoint of children questions. I don't mean basic as in like, you know, just you should already know this, right? It's more of just, this is the beginning stages of a financial plan is what I mean by that. So what's in our plan is a 10 step process to build out that initial financial plan to get the process started. 
what are the results you're going to get? So as you're listening to this, you're like, okay, Ryan, Alex, I, I get what you're saying. What am I going to get out of this? Well, we think you're going to become more organized, right? I, I think just doing the exercise in and of itself, like that in and of itself is is hugely valuable, right? It's, it might just be getting over the hurdle of, I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. Stop being the ostrich and burying your head in the sand. Right. Like that in and of itself will carry value and weight and you'll be able to have a better understanding of where you're at and where you're headed. You're going to have a better idea of what you currently look like financially, right? Which goes back to what Alex was just talking about rather than burying your head in the sand, like actually knowing like, okay, this is what I actually look like financially. And oftentimes it's not that people look bad. It, it's more of, they don't even know what they look like. Yeah. Right. Another thing is, and I think this might be the, maybe the top value in my opinion, because I think this is part of the intricacies of, of having a spouse is you and your spouse having a better idea of what it is that you want. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is a bit of the magic sauce right there. Um, you know, I was reading over the weekend and I think it was Apple put out an article about, um, how like spouses, like a significant number of spouses fight over money and that it doesn't have to be that way. Well, to take it a step further, right? You and I sit down with married couples all the time. And I mean, it's off, more often than not, if both spouses aren't on the call and or the meeting and they decide to, and then, so the one spouse that was decides to go back afterwards and explain what the, the call or the meeting was about Inevitably, there's more questions and answers, and we almost have to backtrack to go back to where we were. And the other spouse is bringing up stuff that the one spouse that was on the call didn't even know. Or didn't think about. or And so that's one of the benefits of having both spouses there is so that like you have the things that you don't know that you don't know brought up. The more, the more eyes you can have on your plan – the better off you're going to be. So, and then last, but definitely not least, you're going to have an action plan to get started towards those goals, or I, I'll call them priorities, financially related, that you've got. So if those are results that you're looking for, this is a great place to start. And so without further ado, we're going to go over step one today. And over the next four more episodes that we're going to have, we're going to go through the other nine steps. So step one is take 30 minutes with you and your spouse. And that is critical. It can't be you by yourself. It has to be both of you together. You can go through the exercise by yourself, but it will be significantly better and more impactful doing it with your spouse. It Know, have a have a date night Friday night or whatever and grab a grab a bottle of wine, grab your favorite beverage, you know, go out to dinner, whatever it is that you guys do where you can actually sit down and talk and just start going through this stuff. Yeah. So so let us get so rather than us doing the question today, we're really kind of diving into step one here because we think it's we we want to make sure that that is where you spend the time. And so the first question that I think you all should really start to ask yourself is, is what are your financial priorities or goals right now? Right. Is that getting organized? And I, I'm not trying to, by the way, 
I am not, and neither is Alex, trying to put goals or priorities in your mouth or in your head. We're just bringing up stuff that many people think about as options, really just hopefully helping you brainstorm, like what is your priorities? Maybe it's buying your first house. Maybe it's getting out of, getting a debt structure, right? a debt repayment plan. What are your priorities right now over the next two to three years? And it's okay to not have the answers to these and to just kind of brainstorm and create a list and then either go back through them yourselves or talk to a financial professional or whatever the case may be, but figure out a way to assign a priority level to it of like one, two, three, four, five, and know that not everything can be the top priority. We have to go ahead and create some sort of method for how we're going to address these things. Now, it doesn't mean that we're going to 100% save for college before we save for retirement or vice versa. We can tackle some of these goals at the same time or start working towards them at the same time, but it's making sure that we understand what is the priority level and how do we work towards making sure that it is addressed. Yeah, so as you're doing this, at, le- at least with the way my wife and I do it, and I'm not saying that our way is the way, I'm just h- providing some guidance at how this might be beneficial. When my wife and I kind of go through this, I kind of list out my, I don't kind of, I do. I list out my five priorities and my wife lists, lists out her five priorities. And when you know you're on the same page, oftentimes those priorities will equal, will be the same or some version of the same. And if you're not, let's just say you both have completely five, like you've got your own five and your spouse has the other, has a completely different five. That doesn't mean like, that's not a, something to freak out over. It's more of, okay, let's, let's talk about why those were the five priorities that you chose and then come together to figure out, okay, what makes the most sense for you and your family? And oftentimes it's both spouses going, oh, hey, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, let's put that on the list. Whatever, and I'm picking an option. It doesn't matter what that is, um, but that way you can wind up with like maybe it's two of yours and three of theirs, or vice versa. It, it really does not matter. It, the critical component is having the discussion around it and figuring out like, okay, how do we a decide on five or six or whatever the number is. And then how do we prioritize it? And really the only way to do it is through discussion and conversation. So I would advise you to not have a ton of financial priorities listed out or trying to accomplish, at least in the first plan, right? I would say no more than five, maybe even three to make this ultra simple so that you can move forward towards those priorities. And that's not to to ignore the other stuff. I'm just saying to get the ball rolling. And then last but not least, but, you know, talk about when is it that these priorities are to be completed and what's the time frame? Well, and what does completed look like? Like, for example, if you're talking about paying for education, we don't necessarily need to have all of the dollars sitting in an account ready to be paid for college. It's okay. We've got our plan that should create the correct amount. 
in 5, 10, 15, 20, whatever the time period is. And so then we can mark that off as maybe not completed, but it's on the way to be completed. And now we just need to monitor the plan and adjust in route as needed. But once we've got a plan in place for saving for college or saving for retirement or paying off debt or whatever the goal is, like it can help to mentally check that off and move on. Now we need to revisit, monitor, et cetera. But at the same time, like that starts easing the burden because we know that we have a plan in place to take care of it. So that's step one, right? Taking 30 minutes, I think 30 minutes, maybe max 45 minutes to sit down and discuss these questions that we brought up and just have a conversation with your spouse. What is the, what is those priorities? What do those priorities look like? In our next episode, we're going to be diving into step number two and step number three, where we're, you're actually going to do some homework around what it is you look like financially. And then what are the expenses that come into that? So that's going to be our next episode. Make sure you tune in for that. That will come out a week from today. We hope this episode is valuable for you. Look, the whole reason we started this podcast is to make talking about money normal, easy, and hopefully actionable for you and your family. As always, Mr. Collins. Cheers. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. This material is intended for general public use. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities LLC is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation, or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities LLC. OSJ 200 Market Street, Suite 1850, Portland, Oregon 97201, phone number 503-221-1226. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow, AR Insurance License Number 15319412. CA Insurance License Number 0K24924. Alexander Collins, AR Insurance License Number 7264699. CA Insurance License Number 0H24806. Pinpoint Number 2023 151086. Expiration February 2025.